your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Baselli. With me, as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. Colorado Avalanche, not the way that they drew this one up or thought this one would go, and they lose to the Seattle Kraken for the first time in franchise history, 3-2. to two. And I've been saying it for weeks, Kyle. This was, this was a trap game. I, just, I mean, I was... I mean, it was clear, clear as day trapping. Uh, we'll get to it all and, and then some, but first things first, thank you for making this your first listen of the day. Always appreciated. Follow the show on social media. That's LOPN underscore avalanche on Twitter, lockdown avalanche on Instagram, questions, comments, concerns, opinions, the lockdown avalanche at gmail.com and follow the show on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live. <clears throat> I'm sure there's some panic going around in some form not that like oh god the postseason is now doomed and what's going on with the average but losing to a team like seattle um at this stage of the season does leave a bad taste in your mouth i think if you had lost to seattle earlier of the, of the other two games that you played them I don't think it would be as much of a, under a microscope, maybe as I'm making it out to be, uh, because you have to take a lot of consideration here. You have to take a lot of, you know, uh, Miko Rantanen was not playing mm-hmm. some, some, I think he was just sick. They said it was not COVID related. So he may be just feeling under the weather. Obviously you don't have the, the players. You don't have Devon Taves, all those guys, you know, obviously Landis got Kadri came back. So that was good to see. Uh, and, and even, you know, I'm not using that as an excuse because I still think you should have beaten this team yeah. with all of those players that you had and all the players that you didn't have. And, you know, you got to throw some, some credit Seattle's way. They came out ready to play. The avalanche did not, they got better as the game went on, but by then it was too late. You already surrendered three goals in the first period and it was just too much to get back into it. The cause of concern and the level of concern falls into which area of the fan base you're at right now. If you're part of the fan base, that's like, we've already clinched. We got to spar in the playoffs. The president's trophy don't matter. Keep me away from the president's trophy. Nobody wins the president's trophy in the Stanley Cup, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> if that's your line of thought, this game means nothing to you. If you are of the line of thinking that we can get the most points in franchise history, we can win some Win the president's trophy, we can win out. <clears throat> We're good enough to allow maintenance days if you want them. Like you don't mm. have to play. Let's rest up a little bit um, and still feel like you can win game in, game out. Yes, this is not just a bad loss to Seattle. This is two losses in a row in games that you should have won. And the energy and your preparedness for both games we're not there. That's my problem. I, I thought they looked good against Washington. You know what I mean? I, I thought they, they they looked good enough to win that game. I should say that. It wasn't their, their best performance by any stretch. Mm-hmm. But I thought they played an okay game, and they were in it, and they, they could have won that game. Um, my concern for, for this game is, like, yeah, why didn't you come out with, with a little bit more energy? 
Why? Like what, what's, what's, there should be no reason at this point in the season, you know, what's on the line. If you, if you're saying things like, you know, we want that president's trophy, then you need to come out with it. I don't care that it was Seattle. You know what I mean? Like put your foot on their throat and, and, yeah. you know, put some pressure on it. Um, and cause a team like that will, will a team like Seattle will cave. If you got up three to nothing, you know what I mean? The, uh, where you are in the standings and where they are in the standings, you get up three to nothing the way that Seattle did. You just flip those goals around. Seattle will have the mindset of like, oh man, we're, we're done. We're in for, it. we're going to pack it in. But you give a team like Seattle who, oh, by the way, this is the first three game win streak that they've had in their history. Ooh. <laughs> and by saying that, I mean, for the season, Yeah, you know, we, we have five or six games to go. I think it's the same for them. And this is their first three game winning streak. So, you know, they are playing when you, when they get up three to nothing uh, and they're riding a two game winning streak, that's a 10 game winning streak to us. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I'm not trying to minimize them or anything like that, but to, to have a team on a mini winning streak and then give them three goals against one of the best teams in the league, their, their, you know, emotions are, are through the roof. Their confidence is through the roof and they played a good clampdown game after that. And you knew this was going to happen. Um, the last time we played Seattle, we had to come back. It took two goals in the three, uh, third period for the Avalanche to win that game 4-3. And you knew they're scrappy. You knew the whole Grubauer in net and the bad blood and all that beautiful bean footage that goes along <laughs> with that. But this is a game you should win. This is a game, if you want to take the night off, score three goals in the first period like they did. Right. There, there is no reason that they should try and push. They've already been taken out of the game. Like, nothing looked right. The energy wasn't mm-hmm. there. You couldn't set up on in the offense to cycle the puck and get a good shot. So Seattle felt like this was our night. Let's, keep, let's continue our streak and let's beat Colorado. This is something that they're going into the locker room talking about. And the Avalanche, this oh, well, attitude is not what like a team of this caliber should be thinking right now. No, and that oh, well, attitude was was in the first. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it had to turn around. When, <laughs> when you're down three to nothing, you can't come out with that same energy, clearly. No. So they didn't. And then they started amping it up a little bit. They had some really good chances in the second. Uh, you know, that they had some some uh, good chances in the third. You had the, the Lekkonen goal, who pulled it within three to two, which was the final, obviously that was a little bit, you know, too little, too late, but you know, the power play looked atrocious, horrible, uh, Oh, for two on the power play. Not, I mean, it was a pretty docile game for the most part. There wasn't a lot of, uh, you know, bodies getting thrown around, not a lot of scrums or anything like that. So you, they, Seattle wasn't going to being up three to nothing. And they did get the Kale McCarr goal, which was another highlight real goal from him. Good. Mm-hmm. Lord. We'll talk about that, but um, you know, Seattle was in a, in a place where they're not going to do stupid penalties. They're, they're not going to do it. And, and, you know, the abs had to fight back like they had to against Washington. And I guess you give them credit for, for, coming back a little bit and they, they did make a game of it, but it's just, you know, when, when you, when you come out as flat as they did in the first half of that first period and Seattle takes advantage of it, if Seattle didn't score and you skated out of that, 
maybe down one to nothing or one to one with the Makar goal, then fine. Then, then we'll come back in the second. We got our legs for whatever reason. We didn't have them in the first and you take your chances, but you're you're just, this just goes to show you, it does not matter in, in the NHL. The one of the worst teams in the league can build a three to nothing lead against one of the best teams in the league. And it's very tough to come back from that. I don't care where you are in the standings. I think Kyle froze up on me. Where'd he go? Okay, so we had some technical difficulties, but we are uh, back and we'll just keep this train going with different jerseys behind me now. So, uh, <laughs> all right, let's move on to Shady Rays and then we'll, we'll keep this conversation going. Uh, Shady Rays, independent sunglasses company that gives you the features of a $200 pair of sunglasses like Kyle is wearing right now. Well, he's not wearing the $200 pair of sunglasses. He's wearing some sweet Shady Rays. So you get a polarized lens, you get polarized lenses, well-constructed durable frames and premium high end finishes. Also something you won't find anywhere else is the Shady Rays Insane Protection Program Guarantee. Shady Rays includes lost or broken protection on every pair. They will send you a brand new pair if you lose them, no matter what happened. Give them a try. And if you don't love them, you will pay nothing. It's as simple as that. Plus 10 meals are donated to fight hunger in America. When you shop with Shady Rays exclusively for our listeners, head to ShadyRays.com. Use the code locked on to get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized lenses. That code is locked on for the best deal of the season. 50% off two or more pairs of Shady Rays sunglasses backed by over 150,000 verified five-star reviews. I just want to keep reading. So you just have to do that for, I mean, you should just do that anyway, no matter what we're talking about. That's a workout. I mean, you'll, you'll be, it is arms will be the, the, you know, the biceps will be jacked by the end of it. Yeah. Mm. All right. Where were we talking about the, uh, terrible game (laughs) anything but seattle game please i know i know (laughs) uh we will get to the sound check too which uh is 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 posted but uh we'll get way to that too for reasons we just have to talk about so mention the kale mccarr goal um Mm -hmm. i mean and i said on twitter i'm running out of adjectives to describe this dude and he still has 15 years probably left in the league so you're gonna you're gonna run out of things everything that you say about him it's just you know you've said it before and that like you're you're gonna go you could have a career highlight reel film for him based on just this season it's incredible i mean and that was just the awareness of that guy to know what the other what the defenders are, are likely going to do and to stick handle, puck handle, <laughs> yeah, not to, maneuver, <clears throat> not just, just that. You could say he's almost bland, like, yeah, like you could say he's, yeah, you could say he's bland. Yes, uh, that's an adjective we haven't used yet. He's bland, <laughs> he's boring. Um, just like his, and it was, it was good to see him up against like Matty Beneers, like, like two really young, hot, like, yeah, the the faces of what the NHL is going to be, and like. We talk about Kale's hockey IQ all the time, but especially in a game like that where, like, the no pun intended, Kraken fans, but like the tide is turning, like right. out of out of the Avalanche reach. Like 
for Kale to step up in that moment and write the ship another nautical pun like that's <laughs> that's what the av- yeah. like that's what the avalanche need and for moments like that especially like put yourself in his shoes like where were you at his age could you possibly like yeah, right. like take that like responsibility and authority to be like this is on me i got this yeah i mean it speaks a lot to not just his character but his skill as well but i loved um you know his reaction after the goal like when he was celebrate celebrate with the team and you go back to the bench and you you walk through you you slap gloves he like he was kind of yelling at the guys you didn't really you don't see that too much it's kind of like a quiet leader um and for the rest of the game he was up and like he was he was kind of mixing it up with uh you know the refs every once in a while something happened at at the end of the game it was when the goalie was pulled i think he thought according to the uh altitude broadcast and i didn't see this so we really don't know what he was mad about (laughs) maybe they, they were thinking that he um that Grubauer or not Grubauer, somebody had like hand passed the, the puck to mm. Grubauer. I don't know. It didn't, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what it was. Yeah. It was just McCarr's reaction to it. It was like he wanted this game. And yeah. I'm not asking why, because every game is important. So I like the fact that he's wanting to win a game, even though it's against the Seattle Kraken. Maybe it was that. Maybe it's like, are we really going to lose to this team? And maybe it's just he doesn't want his players to just start falling back when when the the end is in sight for the regular season you want to start or you you want to finish pretty much how you've been playing you know for most of the season especially this month yeah. but he know he knows you have a team like St. Louis who's cruising you know what i mean and and you don't because when you lose to the Kraken uh despite everybody that didn't play uh that's not going to be brought up as an excuse like people yeah. are going to look at this and be like what's up with the avalanche and then we've seen it already we, we were talking about it before we hit record again that uh you know people are already and i know this is subjective m- removing the avalanche from their number one spot in their power rankings yeah. it's like okay like whatever in the grand scheme of it, i know it doesn't mean anything but it's like what this team has done for the entirety of the season and then they lose back-to-back games and then we're we're removing them and it kind of goes to what we were talking about the other day about just this team, just people wanting to just remove themselves from this team on a national scale so quickly. Yeah, and we, we talk about it all the time. Like the abs are at a point where they could scratch and they could give maintenance days. Like, and we talk about, you could, t- I've seen the memes and stuff where you could screenshot the scratch roster and you're like, this team, this scratch roster could win a playoff game. And when you talk about the avalanche team this year, mm. It's always talked about like depth. We got finally got depth. Everything's like I get it. So you can't say, yeah, this team is deep and this team team is skilled. But then when they drop one to the Kraken, you say, well, if we had Miko, if we had Gabe, if we had yeah, exactly, you can't you can't get it. You can't have it both ways. It doesn't work that way. And then you can't say, well, President's Trophy really doesn't mean that much. It's just nice. But I just I hope we get there without being injured. No, if you you want to win the games it's called character team character you want to win the games if you even don't have to yeah like you still want to continue on as you're doing you don't want to take that step back because this team is not built that way Hmm. so the excuses for when you lose 
I don't, I won't listen to it. Guess what? The Avalanche can have a bad game, but don't <laughs> just like write off the rest of the games following. Yeah. Um, I I think you know it, it was a tale of two games for mm-hmm. Pablo Franzos. Um, it wasn't completely his fault. I mean, the entire team was just that they weren't really helping him out, especially yeah. the very first goal. Um, just a, a bad turnover. And uh, Cole Lind is his name, gets his second of the season. And it was a, a very nice looking shot. I mean, it's not something that Grubauer was going to, to stop, but he, he collected himself. And he finished the game strong. But this just goes back to what we were saying earlier. It's just like, it doesn't matter when you spot, whether or not you spot the Florida Panthers three goals or you spot Seattle three goals, that is a mountain to climb. And the Avalanche tried. They, like I said, they, they really, they, they turned it around. They had to. They had no other yep. chance. It's like, okay, we're either going to turn this around and, and make this a game or we're going to get blown out by the Seattle Kraken. Yep. No, that's not. And like you said, it goes back to the tr- President's Trophy thing. Like, yeah, th- this team is is playing to win games. They're not out of the woods. If they want that President's Trophy, then they need to win games. And you need players out there to do it. And they're going to be out. You can't see. You can't rest everybody. You can't, no. you can't play the game that way. I've seen so many teams in many sports who have things wrapped up very early. It happened to the Denver Broncos of all teams back in the 90s, and they rested players, and then they lost to who? The Jacksonville Jaguars. And still, what is which is one of the most like gut-wrenching losses in history of that franchise because they rested players. Yeah. You just don't do it. You can't, I mean, you can do here and there, but you know, it is what it is. And when you're talking about Frankie, like Yes, it's when you look back at this game, you're going to remember that terrible one shot, one goal. Like to start it out, the score was three two. They got three goals in the first period. Yeah, that's it. When it comes to the shots, it was 29 27 Seattle. So let's that's 26 other shots that he blocked through the rest of the game. And what was so, it by period? <clears throat> For the Avs, it was 10-7-10. For Seattle, 11-12-6. Only held the six shots in the third. Yeah. it's And we mentioned this a couple times, like the goalies, both DK and Frankie, when they let up goals like this and they kind of get behind the eight ball, they stand up and finish out the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this was – it was a good way for Frankie to clean it up, but – to your point, like the defense did not help him out any, and you can't make turnovers like we say this all the time. You can't make turnovers like this. And if you look at the stats of the game, the Avalanche didn't win in any category. So you can't. You lost in faceoffs. You did not capitalize on the power play, and the turnovers ended up burning you in the end. I mean, there were guys out there that I, I didn't know. I mean, I didn't notice that they were even there. I'm yeah. not kidding you. At, at one point, I was asking myself, I'm like, uh, did was, was Newhook one of those guys that they gave the night off? Yeah. And, and the answer is no. Like, you, you didn't see him. Like, he was I just was looking invisible. for Berkey for a majority of the game. I it, could not find him. Uh, um, I know he doesn't play a lot, but he played almost 10 minutes in Curtis McDermott. Oh, yeah. And yeah. he was not 
you know, he there was a couple times where uh, you saw him and he he was he was uh, he was he played defense, but he he was he was one of the uh, guys making like the push at a yeah. forward spot, and it was it was him, and I think Helm. And imagine if you're Darren Helm and you're and you have a a two on one ish breakaway. And the other guy is Curtis McDermott. You're uh, like, oh man, like okay. It, well, <laughs> it it felt like the only line that you saw was that Kadri Nachushkin Lekkinen line. It honestly, like you felt like you saw them all game long. And defense, you would see Manson when things went south, but it was it was a weird, weird night. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get to bet online and then we'll talk about that president's trophy. Because uh, after a loss, you get to some of those people that are just like, oh, we don't need it anyway. I didn't want it. I don't want it. It's bad news. We'll talk about it. Uh, BetOnline.net, your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, league, new league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs to esports and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. That is BetOnline.net, where the game starts. All right, so we move on from that. It's a loss. You haven't suffered too many of them. Um but we do have to do a sound check. So songs that uh, describe the action against the Seattle Kraken. And if you are new to this, um, you can follow the, the playlist, which we have created and curated over on Spotify. Just search LOP and sound check. Um, yeah. I mean, an, another loss. So uh, these are probably going to be some downer songs. Uh, they are already posted because of our internet connection issues. I put them up anyway, so uh, you might know what they are. But we'll we'll talk about them and the reasons why we picked these particular songs. Go ahead, sir. A song called "Rockstar Sea Shanty." <laughs> Go ahead. Well, <laughs> <laughs> if we're playing, we're playing the Seattle Kraken. Everything's nautical themed. Shiver me timbers, ahoy! Yeah. So why not, after we watch three periods of suffering and just a blasé performance, why not suffer with one of the most memeable, um, <laughs> jokeable songs literally put out from the band themselves, Nickelback, and the lottery winners? Like, let's listen did, to Rockstar Sea Shanty. Where did and you find this? Where it I, actually me being the lame guy that I am, I don't yeah. mind Nickelback. Okay. And I remember, I think it was last year when the, this came out, I got the notification. I listened to the song and I was like, this slaps. <laughs> when you played it for me, I was like, well, it's, 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 it's listenable. It's not bad. Yeah. And then the fact that the band like is, is in it. Like they, yeah. they, they created this thing. With I don't know who the lottery winners are. I've never really heard of them. <clears throat> it's, but, it was about that time where sea shanties were like very popular. Yeah, aren't they like making a comeback? Yeah, like in some sort. Of, I think TikTok is to blame for that. But and I think there was an Assassin's Creed game that also oh, incorporated that, a lot okay. of sea shanties, so really? it started it started catching on again. Yeah, 
So you've gone the route of Nickelback. Nickelback has made the playlist. I didn't think it was going to happen, but uh, you only get the best here. That's hey, amazing. I'm a low key Nickelback fan. I could go deep in their catalog and blow your mind. So I mean, we still they, got they, season to go. They take a lot of, of, of flack. And I think, it, I think it's just at this point, it's just like a funny internet thing that people do. Are they this horrible, horrendous band? No, they're, I mean, they are what they are, but I mean, nobody's expecting them to get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but no, they, they, I think they've just become a, a punchline is what they, it is. Everybody's burnt right. out with their super commercial stuff that everybody hears, but it's like a lasagna. Scrape away the burnt stuff on the top. Once you get down underneath, they got some stuff that's really good deep yeah. in their catalog. All right. I'm not going to say I'm going to go explore that catalog, but <clears throat> Nickelback lasagna, do it. <laughs> Uh, for me, um, I, I was going to go with a particular song and, uh, I guess I'll have to save it for next year now. Cause I was just assuming the avalanche were going to win this thing. And then when they didn't, I had to change my tune. No pun I intended. Too. I did too. <laughs> I was very excited to put one band in there for the first time. Yeah. It didn't get to happen. So, uh, I went with this, this one band who's a phenomenal band. They're called deaf heaven. And I don't typically like um, if, if lyrics are, you cannot understand them. Like the, the every single note is just like screaming, like swallowing the microphone. Like I'm not typically into that. Um, but with this is, this band is a different animal. Um, they, it's like this shoegazy, like really like uh, incredibly melodic, like black metal. Mm um and i i i found out i found these guys they had like the number one song on metacritic or the number one album on metacritic a few years ago and i'm like who is this band and i listened to it and i just blown away by them wow that album was called sunbather it's a for for a black metal band to have a pink album cover was like look these guys are breaking the mold so yeah. i listened to it was just blown away by it been a huge fan of them ever since and this is on a a album called uh ordinary human no yeah ordinary corrupt human love is the name of the album and i went with this song worthless animal because i was so angry i'm like what the heck is a kraken anyway who cares yeah. what like i don't i don't, I, don't what, I liked the name in the beginning i don't like it anymore and, and, I, and I was very, very bitter after the loss that I didn't want to hear the name Kraken. And I went from thinking it's a very cool uh, nickname for a team to hating it Yeah. for a few minutes after that game was over. I think I'm back to like, I'm, okay, I'm all right now. I, I, got a, I overreacted a little bit. But I went with Worthless Animal. Uh, check them out. That, that song that's on there is a 10-minute song that's just fantastic. They're, they're yeah. a band. They'll, they'll blow your mind. They, they that's have, how I felt. Yeah, that, that, that's how I found out about the who, the H-U, who the uh, H-U. was Metacritic. Really? It's like throat singing, like kind of metal. Yeah. It's it's incredible. Yeah. All right. I'll check that out. I think you like Def Heaven. They're, they're a different band, hmm. but they, I mean, they'll, they'll have some like shredding like metal stuff, but then each song around like the five minute mark changes and it's like this beautiful like orchestral stuff like it's crazy <laughs> it's crazy. a black metal band that'll burn down the church and then spray for breeze afterwards yes exactly perfect <laughs> i think that's uh i'm updating their wikipedia now to 
That's how you describe them. Um, all right. So go check that stuff out. But the, the president's trophy, we get into that time of the year where, and especially because the avalanche won it last year and they mm-hmm. faltered. People are like, don't want it hands off. Um, I'm not that guy. I want, I want them to have it. I want them and not for just the, the bragging rights to have it, but I want home ice advantage. You know, I, if, if you come in second, um, you know, well, the way that the avalanche are right now, they have the West locked up. Mm-hmm. So they'll get it. If the uh, Panthers happen to falter and not make it. Okay. But you know, you want, you want, you want it in your hands and then you, you you're controlling the situation here. Yeah. I don't, I know there's a lot of people who say like, it's like a curse and there's not a lot of teams that have won the president's trophy and the Stanley cup of the same. Like I get all that. <laughs> if you're watching on YouTube, Kyle just slowly moved to the side to show you the banner of when the avalanche won the president's trophy and the Stanley cup. Um, I don't know. Like it, 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 yeah, it doesn't happen a lot. So that's another reason why I want it. Because it doesn't happen all the time. So you have a yeah. good enough team to go win it. Go win everything. Have everything. Yeah. And then, like we said, when you look back on this team, all of those things you've checked off that that this team has and has won throughout the season. Yeah, you you want that like home ice advantage, especially with – think of it like this. If I just – if I don't tell you it's called the President's Trophy, I say, hey, if the Avalanche just win out and beat Florida, they get home ice advantage throughout the playoffs. Like it's one of those gimmicky things that – MLB used to do for the all-star game. Um, everybody would be like, yeah, the avalanche are really good at home. I would take that all day long. Well, guess what? That's the president's trophy. That's what you're playing for. It's not a curse. Guess what? Yeah. You win the president's trophy or you don't. When you get in the playoffs, everybody's put in the same randomizer. It doesn't matter what yeah. you've done. Playoff hockey is a different animal. The, the curse between the president's trophy and your success has nothing to do. There's no correlation. Mm-hmm. Regular season hockey is one thing. Playoff hockey is another. That's why we want the home ice advantage because this team is not just a regular season team, but they're built for the playoffs. And that's why it matters. I mean, you look at the when, when teams don't want to touch the, the conference championship trophies. You know, and, and to me, that I just think that's dumb. I, I want like go take that thing and go celebrate with your team. It's yeah. an accomplishment. I'm not saying you have to, you know, pass it around like it's a Stanley Cup, but pick that thing up, bring it into the locker room, dump some champagne on it. You know what I mean? Like I don't I want the team to to pick that up and celebrate with it. And you know, there's people out there that are so against that. Like do not touch that thing. I don't know. I'm I'm just not a superstitious. I'm not I mean, I think there's everybody has like superstitions that they abide by. Um, and I think maybe I, I, I'm trying to think of some that maybe I do, but I don't, they're not so a part of me that they're so like ritualistic that I have to do them, that I feel I'm so connected with this team and that if I don't do them, they're going to play well. Well, that's I'm, ridiculous. I'm I'm very superstitious. Like that's why I have like home and away jerseys because mm-hmm. if we're home or away, I'm matching the jersey. Like I'm very superstitious, but like when I don't even as a very superstitious guy, I see no stition, yeah. super or not, in the president's trophy and your success in the playoffs. Like there's there's no correlation between the two because it's just it's two different. Mm-hmm. It they don't have anything to do with each other. 
Like, so because what are you going to say? Like, because of the success that Montreal and St. Louis had, you want to be relatively bad and then kind of squeak your way in there because they had success at getting to the cup final. Like, you can you can draw it up all different ways, but it's right. all about how you play in the playoffs. Yeah, I don't. You know what one is for me? Like, it, I don't even know if it's a superstition or if it's just like my. <clears throat> and everybody has like some form of OCT, OCD, by the way, too. Um, like the volume always has to be on an even number for me. It has to be on a five or a zero. Really? Yep. It's got to be on an even number. I can't have it yeah. on an odd number. I, it has to be on a five or a zero or don't let me see it. Really? Like there was a time like back when I was like huge into NFL and I'm still into like NFL, but like when NFL was like life um, and I'd watch a Broncos game, like I had, I had a spot on the couch. Like I had to sit there. I, yeah, I like, got, I, I've, I've gotten over that crap. Like it's, it's not, I have, I have numerous hockey superstitions. So that's why I just, it's it's a it's something for the very hockey superstitious guy to laugh at the president's yeah. trophy superstition. Well, and I think that's another like for me. I don't know. Like I I feel like those little things, like the volume <laughs> and where I sit. The, I feel like the little things, like I have to do, like yeah. the big ones that everybody's like superstitious about. Like I don't care about those things. I'm yeah. telling you, if I was a captain of a team that that won a conference championship, I'm grabbing that trophy. Yeah, I'm doing it, and I'm letting everybody know beforehand. Like we're doing this. Yeah, because you you won that, mm-hmm. so go go own it. Like you got it, pick it up. Yes. that's yours. Yes. Like, come on, don't say, "Well, it's bad luck." No, no, you no. earned that. Right. So I want to know. I want to, uh, especially on YouTube, uh, some superstitions that we have. Whether they're watching sports, whether just in in general, I know people have superstitions when they're like driving in their cars. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, like, you have to take a specific route. I don't know anything. Uh, it's it's the the air conditioning settings for me, as well. What is it like? What do you have to it, have it? It can't be all the way. It's got to be at that third <laughs> level. It's got to be right there, yeah. and then whatever like it's the knobs have to be kind of like correlating. Yeah, like for me, like ever since I've had uh, Sirius XM, I've had it for a very long time. Pearl Jam Radio is my number one setting. Mm. It's been that way like ever since it came into existence for Pearl Jam Radio has. Yeah. Like it, it will never move from setting number one. And I just feel like right now, just I, I would be like disowning the band. <laughs> if, I if, did that. I did that with my first car. My the CD that was in the that was always in there was ACDC Live. Really? And I felt <laughs> like I felt like I was doing something bad to the band if I took it out. Yeah. I remember like when we had the flip books. Of CDs oh, yeah. in the car, like that first page had to be like your best four CDs. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah, but uh, make some comments. Want to know what you guys do superstition wise while you're watching a game or otherwise. And uh, I, know, I remember Nomar, Nomar Garcia Parra had tons of superstitions before every single pitch yeah. during a game. Go watch that guy. Crazy stuff. All right. Uh, that'll wrap it up for today. Kyle and I will be back tomorrow. Um, this is all getting jacked up with the internet going out, but I don't know. We'll, we'll I, I think we'll do one tomorrow, right? right? I mean, why yeah. not? What the heck? Sure. All right. Um, so, yeah, we'll be back tomorrow. Brand new episode. Anything that happens, we will be discussing it. 
and the Avalanche are playing Edmonton, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. So we'll definitely be talking about that. All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in, making it your first listen of the day. Always appreciated. Go check out Locked On NHL. Make that your second listen of the day. Get caught up in everything going on around the league. Until then, he is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli. It's the Locked On Avalanche podcast. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Go, Abs, go.